something that we've definitely been seeing and are actively working on is having an effective uh, well-being strategy. So yeah. being able to cater to employees where they're at, whether they're 18, whether they're 70. Welcome to the Breaking HR Podcast, where we wrestle with employment challenges for entrepreneurs, business leaders, and HR professionals. Here are your hosts, Jesse and Nathan. Welcome, everybody, to our Breaking HR Podcast episode today. And we're just really excited. Uh, we have Brianna Derbyshire joining us today. So, Brianna, thanks a lot for joining us. Uh, we're excited to have you um, join to uh, join the conversation today, and we look forward to hearing what you have to say. Yeah, thanks for having me. The pleasure. We are very interested to hear from you, as I said. I think you have a great perspective on working businesses that work across the country and some of the unique challenges brings. Would you be able to tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey working with people as you do? Yes, of course I would. So, uh, so I'm the director of payroll compensation and benefits for a national retailer. I've been here for almost nine years and I was actually hired by Jesse. So that's a, a little bit of an early shout out. <laughs> Um, Disclaimer. I, yeah. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Jesse. Um, and I currently have uh, four people reporting into me. Um, so my my journey working with people actually started previous to this position, but I feel like you know I really got my feet wet working in my current employment. So I, it's been extremely wonderful to have. Um, you know, amazing leaders to look up to and help guide me through my journey. Awesome. And just for the people listening, you know, what provinces do you work with regularly day to day? Um, so we are currently operating in BC, Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, Ontario, and Nova Scotia. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> so with with that, you're, you're more or less coast to coast completely. What kind of challenges do you face initially with, with operating that? And what kind of people challenges tend to show up for you and, and the rest of your team? Um, I mean, and like, obviously, um, you know, keeping up with the legislation and just the changes that come down from the individual provincial governments is, is obviously something that keeps us on our toes. However, I feel like that also keeps our brains working. So, um, you know, we've obviously got to be prepared for any changes that arise. Um, a good example would be something like a minimum wage changes. So, um, you know, several provinces right now are currently on a path to $15 an hour or even over and above $15 an hour. So just, you know, knowing when you need to look for things like that, um, you know, following the, you know, the right websites that give you that information. So for us and my team, um, one of the resources that we rely heavily on is the National Payroll Institute. So um, we are, we're, we're members of that and they do have a late breaking news that comes out and that provides things like that, as well as the Retail Council of Canada is another one that um, releases, uh, you know, those, those changes as they happen. So that really does help us to get in front of that. Um, and then, 
you know, do what we need to do, supply the information to the leadership team. Um, you know, if we need to uh, update information for operations team. So that that really does help us uh, pressure, prepare for all of those challenges. Nice. The um, the retail council is a good resource. I think anyone that's in retail, I've, I've had lots of success working with them. And they seem to be very good at getting out those kind of things. Like, well, so you're always like last, because that's always a challenge, I think, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I personally probably receive at least a couple if not more emails from them every single week. And definitely, you know, if there's changes that that come about, um, they're, they're right on top of that. Um, during COVID, I'm sure, you know, as we all know, all the changes that were pushed down legislatively, um, you know, for, for all the provinces, um, having those resources really allowed us to kind of stay on top of things when we felt, felt like we were losing our minds. Max, that was. Go ahead, Nathan. I just have a PTSD about the COVID times and all the changes that came through. So that's all. <laughs> Fair enough. It's shared trauma. We can all agree to that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think for me, I, I have a block with a lot of the time during COVID, you know, to try and think back two years. It's like, oh my gosh, I honestly don't even remember. I feel like I lost two years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. So you're multi-province and uh, also multi-level, right? Because you're, it's a retail organization. So um, as I understand, you're within the head office organization. So do you work with more leaders than from each province? Do you have that divided out by province, by store? How do you organize that? Um, so we, we do have uh, district managers that will have a population of stores. Uh, for the most part, they are broken down by province, except for out in the east. It's more of a, a regional breakdown. So uh, working with with those leaders is how we would get the information out that we need to. And is there, are there, I should say, are there multiple business units within the business too, or is it all just kind of retail and office? Uh, well, we do have our office, we have our distribution center, and then our stores. Okay, so, so you've got, at least in my estimation, there's there's at least a few diff very different types of employees that you're working with too, how they communicate, the work they do, those kind of things. Correct. Hmm. Definitely some challenges with that. So do you change how you communicate by province, by business unit? How does all that play together? Um, I mean, I think it's it's really important to understand uh, who you're talking to and and what kind of how they want to be communicated with. Um, so, for example, you know, when we're when we're talking to our store population, obviously, it's not physically possible to be you know on site and have that face to face communication with each of those stores. So. Um, you know, we rely a lot on um, like teams. So we'll have uh, calls every couple of weeks where, you know, several uh, different departments are able to communicate different changes or, you know, um, programs, things like that. Uh, so that's that's what we would mostly use for the stores. And to to give everyone an idea, how how big in, in employee size are, is the organization Canada wide? 
Uh, we are uh, just over 2,400 employees. What is it like managing benefits Canada-wide? Mm. It's actually not that difficult. Um, we, we worked to align our program a couple of years ago. And so obviously there are some provincial differences that you need to be aware of. Um, we do have a couple of employees in Quebec. So obviously, you know, there's, there's some differences that um, they have. And then, you know, some of the provinces have their own, like, you know, pharmacare, things like that. Uh, yeah. But for the most part, it's one program that uh, we rolled out um, uh, across the organization. So I believe that having that one approach has really made life a lot easier for, for my team. Nice. And so and that's one program all, all stores participate and then there would be different levels then within the benefits. So. Yeah, exactly. So we have a flexible benefits plan. So that allows employees to, you know, choose the level of benefits that would be appropriate for them, um, considering different factors, you know, where they are in their lives, um, what special needs they might require if it's prescriptions, or maybe they need, you know, more dental benefits, things like that. There is nice. a level of um, choice for them. I love that approach. Just the ability to have some say is is so critical for people because even if they don't want to make the choice, I think even just having the opportunity to have a say in it is more than often people get at employers. Yeah, yeah, def definitely. I mean, you know, our approach several years ago um, was one plan. And then, you know, when when it started to become a little bit more, I mean, if the word popular is appropriate, um, adding, you know, some level of choice in there. But, you know, where we've come in the last few years, I think is, is just amazing to have that, um, you know, the, we have five different options for employees to choose from. So I think that, you know, while there are some challenges, uh, you know, with carriers, and there's always going to be challenges with claims processing and how long you're sitting on hold for things like that. Just having that ability to choose that plan has been uh, very well received. Nice. So, Nathan, can you just put on your earmuffs for a second? <laughs> <laughs> so, when you have the different provinces that have to connect with the different plans, do you work closely with your broker? I'm sure. I'm sure there's a lot of work there because I can see that being very administratively heavy for your team. How does that work for your team, or how do you make e it work? Yeah, so our broker uh, really does a lot of the heavy lifting for us. So they uh, do provide a lot of our communications uh, for oh, nice. us. So, you know, when we're getting close to uh, renew annual renewal or if we're doing a re-enrollment, they're really facilitating that and they're updating all the communications for us. Um, they provide us with, you know, new enrollment information uh, cost calculators, things like that. So um, that's been a that's been a lifesaver for the team. Actually, just uh, you know, being a smaller team and having that support has been really wonderful. Yeah, and that's why I said to put your ear yes. <laughs> I'm sure he's taking notes. No, Nathan's Nathan's great. Just give me a hard time. So <laughs> see, this is, this is where we need cameras because I I just laugh at him, but. It, <laughs> It is good to know. I'm, I got my listening ears on, actually. Quite the opposite, only only because it's it's just good and for to know what's considered valuable. What are some of the trends you are seeing 
with what employees are looking for or seeing as valuable for the benefits that are being offered. Well, I mean, besides the element of choice, I think uh, something that uh, we've definitely been seeing and are actively working on is having an effective uh, well-being strategy. So yeah. being able to cater to employees, you know, where they're at, whether they're 18, whether they're 70, it's just, you know, it, it's been really important to us to have something to support employees. Um, I've been very fortunate to have a, a really engaged team around this topic. So one of the things cool. that we've been working on uh, for the past several months is to put a strategy together. So, um, you know, we started with the terms of reference, um, really just stating, you know, what, what it is we wanted to do, um, you know, what the intention was, purpose, things like that. And then we set up a committee, which at this point is only four members, but I mean, you know, we're small but mighty and we're starting to build out the framework for what that looks like in organization and really trying to engage all levels of the organization. So, you know, right down yeah. to that uh, part-time, uh, you know, associate that may be only in the, in the store for six hours a week, because, you know, one of the biggest challenges I find is communicating with, uh, you know, every level of the organization. Obviously, it's easy for me to go next door and, and you know, talk to the IT. Um, I mean, they might not want to hear from me, but they're right next door. <laughs> but to getting out to that, you know, store in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, and, you know, talking to to those part-time employees is, is not possible. So, our approach for this, uh, especially in our initial year, was to keep it simple. So what are the things that we can do that would provide benefit, which, you know, um, all employees were hoping um, will be able to benefit from and, and take advantage of um, without having a high budget. So, you know, even just things like um, supporting different initiatives. So, for example, um, you know, we had World Health Day recently. So, it was April 7th. Um, however, just due to timing, uh, we decided to acknowledge that on April 19th. So my team, and actually I was not available that day, they ran with it and they were just amazing. They sat up, uh, they, they basically sat up a resource center in our lunchroom in London and then one of our boardrooms in Red Deer and had a bunch of resources available um, you know, from our EAP, from uh, the WHO, we had uh, some fruit baskets, um, you know, there were members of our team on site so that, you know, people could come in, they could grab the resources, they could grab a piece of fruit and just have some really good conversation. So really the, the point of it was just to build relationships, which I, I feel is, is really, you know, a huge part of our jobs. Um, and in both cases, it, it went extremely well. Um, you know, I heard from, from my team member that, um, you know, she had people knocking at the door before, you know, it was even supposed to start wanting to oh, get wow. in. And yes. I asked her, I said, okay, well, when they came in, did they see the fruit basket and turn around and leave? Because I thought, you know, maybe <laughs> they, they probably, did. they might've, they're just, <laughs> They didn't, you know, they came in and, yeah. and gladly grabbed a piece of fruit and, you know, had some conversation. And, and I mean, even just little things like that. Now, that specific example, 
um, we were only able to do for our office in DC just because of where we're located. But even for our stores, you know, how to engage our stores. Another thing that we're doing for the month of April is, you know, trying to um, get our employees to to think about fitness in a, in a fun way. So um, I know, Jesse, you would have, uh, you know, remembered our walking challenge we did several oh. years ago. Um, we thought, let's put a spin on it. Let's do fitness challenge so that, cool. you know, we can be inclusive. We can include any sort of activity. You don't have to track your minutes. You don't have to, you know, report back to a group or things like that. It's just, did you do something fitness related? So whether it's walking, running, uh, maybe it's cycling, maybe it's, you know, wheelchair basketball, it, it's anything that, you know, is, is getting you out and, and moving. So um, we're really excited to see how that goes um, with the whole organization. And then, you know, offering a couple of prizes at the end that's just going to be, you know, a random draw. Um, you participated, even if it was once, you're in the draw. So just trying to, you know, get people interested and, and bring them in. So, I mean, our, our team is really, really excited for this. Um, nice. And like I said, we're working on building out the year and just seeing, you know, what fun we can have. Um, you know, the intention of this was to focus on overall well-being. So whether that's physical, mental, financial, um, just, you know, knowing that, um, especially coming out of COVID, our organization, as well as, you know, many other organizations, if not all, uh, did have an increased incidence of mental health issues. So just having those supports in place and then putting a fun spin on it, um, it was really important to us. Cool. And so you, we've, um, we've heard lots on the mental health side and it's extremely important and it's, it's getting talked about. I actually haven't heard too much on the side of the wealth. Like you, you had health and wealth day. Lots of times it's, you know, health and wellness and you do your, your mental health, you, your resources. What did you do for the financial health side? Um, so we, we, we do partner with Sun Life. So our, with our group uh, retirement program, okay. um, and they actually have a series of webinars that they release annually. So just really pushing that information out to employees. Um, nice. I, I think we all know that, you know, under the EAP, there's a, there's so many different articles on uh, financial and things like that. But some of the webinars that, you know, are, would be of most interest to people this year could be things like, you know, how to set up your will for the first time, how important mm -hmm. that is. Also staying the course, because I mean, you know, it's it's been a very uncertain time um, this last little while with the economy and, you know, high inflation, interest rates and things like that. So so just having that information from experts um, and it's already done. Right. It wasn't something that we had to stand up because I know that's always. Um, Great point. Yeah. It, you know, it's always um, kind of. A difficult for me because I mean I I feel like I can get preachy sometimes and I know like I don't I, I can't advise um so just knowing that professionals have done that and it's available to us for free of charge um that's really what we're focusing on pushing out yeah that's very smart. cool I think that um, anytime you get more holistic like that people are going to cling to it more and be more engaged and be more likely to participate. Cause I think you're right, Nathan. There's so often it's 
just health or just mental wellness or one or two. And it's something like this is very much more holistic. Yeah, and, and practical as well. Well, practical, yeah. And, and like you said, Brianna, I think the uncertainty of all that was going on, it was hard for people to, to wrap their heads around financial planning or financial literacy when you know a lot of their worlds disrupt, you know, like their, their Apple carts completely discombobulated, so to speak, right? So I have a question about, again, going back to your team, you know, working across all these provinces, managing all these different nuances and rules and things like that. Do you, how do you divide the work for your team? Like, is it, is it regional? Is it type of work? Is it a little bit of both? Like, how do you best to do that to make sure your team's doing what they do best? I mean, I feel like it kind of came naturally, obviously, with the acquisition that we experienced a few years ago, adding on the East. Um, you know, we had already had a team set up to handle the West, which we still do today. So as far as, as payroll goes, uh, we have two employees that are dedicated to the West. And then we have one that takes care of the East uh, as far as payroll goes. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, our benefits plan is aligned. So we do have one team member that would take care of uh, the unified benefits program, um, you know, and, and the other programs that we have. Okay, cool. And I like that it came organically. So you didn't have to pigeonhole people or, or really hardwire them over. It just kind of worked out that way. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm a huge fan of keeping it simple, but also you know, making it uh, purposeful um, and, you know, it was working. Um, obviously, there's some things that we've had to do to align processes and, you know, realizing that there were differences between day to day and things like that. And there's always going to be differences between provinces. But, you know, one of the things that we've been working really hard on actually just probably in the last yeah. six months is aligning the way that, you know, we, we do our day to day. Um, mm -hmm. So that, you know, if there is an absence or, you know, uh, extended vacation situation that we're able to, you know, just just step into that role and, and carry it out, we won't have to ask those questions. So that's been a huge priority for us. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Shoutouts, where we recognize the things that are making life just a little bit better. Okay, so Shoutouts. <laughs> In this section, we give a shout out to basically anything that you want to give appreciation to. Yeah, business, a restaurant, coffee, since business card, could be any of those. <laughs> do, do you want to go first, Nathan? Since, you know, this is. Uh, yeah, and yeah, I will, do. I will go first. I, I usually don't have one. <laughs> and I just, I just thought, okay, I'm going to, yeah, I got one. Unless, um, Brianna, you're rarer to go. Oh, no. You can go first. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Okay. My show today is, um, I just realized that it's going to age very poorly because it's, it's the end of tax season. And I, I just got my taxes back. So I wanted to actually give a, a quick shout out to my accountant. Uh, his name is Mike Goldade and he's from Proveris LLP in Red Deer. 
And he's had many taxes for quite a while. And as, as simple as they are, it's always well worth the time and the effort and, and the, the money, the detail that they put into the work. And I'm actually quite grateful that I, I can more or less just hand everything off to them. So uh, that's my shout out for today. Proveris, Mike. There you go. <laughs> so nothing is more, well, there's, there's few things more critical than having a good accountant in those moments. So yeah, you're here to that. I agree. Peace of mind. So. We can't all be experts at that. Uh, okay. Brianna. You're up. What, what's your shout out today? Can I do two? Absolutely. do two. Okay. So I have two shout outs to do. Um, first to Jesse, second to Nathan. <laughs> okay. But you got to give a reason. <laughs> okay. What? All right. Here's my real shout outs. So I would actually love to shout out to my team. Um, they are just amazing. I'm so very fortunate to have such a wonderful and engaged team. They go above and beyond constantly and just make, you know, every day just, just amazing. They're so passionate. Um, we've created such a good environment and I'm just so proud of that. And I honestly, it, it's, it's going to sound silly, but I wouldn't be able to do my job without them. So, uh, thanks team. And my second shout out is to my family, uh, just for their patience, um, as I continue to want to take additional education. So I feel like I've been taking courses for, I mean, a lifetime and they're just so patient with me as I work through that. So I just want to shout out to them. That's fantastic. And I just have to say on that note, you do a fantastic team. I think I, I've met them all now some long-term, some newer term. I think it says a lot to you as a leader too. It's great to see that, you know, the kind of acknowledgement for your team. Thanks, Jesse. Okay. So that means me, I have to do a shout out. Uh, <laughs> um, so I think I'm going to go a little different route this week. Just to add this back in, I've showed it out Audible or talked about Audible almost every other week. So I'm not going to do that, even though I think I'm going to bring it back in one of these future episodes. I do, I do love it. I've kind of lost its way. I think for me this week, I want to give a shout out to similar to Nathan's trend, but a little different. I think I want to give a shout out to uh, the corporate lawyers out there that work with some of the smaller businesses. There's some good ones. There's some not so good ones. I'm sure everybody has a voice in it, but I'll say the ones I've been working with uh, in the last number of months have been fantastic. And they haven't done the whole circle, the wagons thing, giving you the whole circular talk. They've been like, Hey, this is what you want to do. This is how we do it. I think that's how even for me in the work I do from an HR perspective is how I want to approach my work. So I think I learned a lot through that and doing a lot of due diligence in my work lately that uh, I think it actually reflects in what I'm going to do forward. So that's my shout out today. It's a little bit broad, but um, usually I go the opposite way and, and say how lawyers only are the ones that win in transactions. So yeah. <laughs> I think I got to give people their, their due when they're due. So appreciate uh, all the work they're, they're carrying me through these days. I like that. Is there one you want us to name by name or you just want to leave it at? I can have it. Well, there's a couple. You know what? Yeah, I'll I'll call out Dentons because they're a big enough firm, um, and we use them in in 
many different scenarios. So I'll just say a very generic call out to Dentons and uh, the work they're doing. Now we get asked for like royalties or something. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It says a lot about the, the nature of all the work that I'm doing though, because that's where my head is. I like your, your shout outs a lot better, Brianna. I think both mm-hmm. team and we are a lot more than a corporate legal team. Or a corporate accountant team. Wait, we're a corporate accountant team. I find that tends to happen with us too, Will. Our, our guests are always very great with, so philosophical and like, I almost want to, you know, grab a tissue with like, yeah, like family courts. Like, why didn't I think about that? And usually we're more on the immature side because I don't know. And we don't care as much. <laughs> I think it says a lot about, so to the listeners out there, you know, this, this, this is the level of maturity from Nathan. This has been shout outs. Okay. So we'll dive back in. Brianna, a question I had as you're doing all this work across all these provinces, how do you use systems or automation where you can to make life easier or at least less administratively heavy for you and your team? So the system that we've been using actually for quite a few years is Ceridian Dayforce. Um, I don't know if you've had the opportunity to look at the system, but I mean, it's it's extremely robust. There's uh, so many different modules that you can add on to it. Um, currently, we do have quite a few, but we do have plans to to expand it out. Um, for us, it's it's become really important that we are moving towards automation. Just you know, obviously, um, there's there's a lot of good reasons behind that. Um, just being more efficient in our work. So some of the things that we use Dayforce for is obviously processing payroll, uh, but the benefits having the ability to build those. Uh, you know, all those different benefit plans into the system, um, having all of the different premiums set up and being able to enroll employees in that. Um, and basically the system does the work for us is is something that saves us a lot of time. Um, the talent acquisition team, which doesn't report to me, uh, they've recently uh, implemented the recruiting module. So we had this recruiting module when we when we implemented Dayforce. However, we never actually used it. There were a few things that, uh, you know, weren't really working for us. So just because of, you know, where we were at and and the volume of work that we had, we decided to set it on the back burner. Uh, that team has recently launched, launched to the organization. They did a refresh on it. And it's uh, very exciting what that can do. So just the ability for, you know, the, all the recruiting is now done within one system. You don't have to, you know, do do something in Excel and then you've got to do it in another program and then, you know, put it into Dayforce. It's all housed in one system. The other piece that we're working on, actively working on right now is the onboarding. So the ability to have, you know, recruiting, to onboarding, to payroll as one, uh, one workflow will save a lot of time. And then, you know, building out the onboarding module so that, um, you know, when, when employees are hired, you know, they have all of that information at their fingertips. They're able to, you know, see who the key people are in the business. They are able to see who their team is, um, you know, what, what the history is, things like that, uh, the programs that we have. Um, so we're, we're actively working on building that out. That's, that's awesome. And I think the fact that you're continuing to grow those tools 
that automation within one platform is is great because then it's one source. Brianna, is there anything you want to summarize or maybe uh, sometimes at the end we'll do sort of a last piece of advice? Uh, I don't know. There's anything like that you want to see as we wrap up? Yeah, sure. I did I did write a couple parting thoughts down. Um, so I would say be curious, ask questions, be vulnerable, be willing to do the hard work and never stop learning is what I would leave listeners with. So good. I really That's, like that. Yeah. Can I steal that? I think I need to write that down. That's good. Totally. Right? Steal it. <laughs> No, I agree. I think anytime in life, that's that's how you get better, right? And we're all just figuring it out at some level. That's awesome. Awesome. Well, I think we got a couple of minutes, but that was a lot of fun, Brianna. How did, how did you feel? Yeah, no, I think that this went really well. I mean, I, you know, I shared that I was a bit nervous, but um, I think just the format and both of you just made me feel really welcome. So, so thanks for that. Um, I hope that you get something good out of it. <laughs> oh, we will. <laughs> I think it was great. Yeah, I completely agree. Thanks for joining today. Thank you guys so much. It was a pleasure. Thanks for listening. Go make it a great day.